0: This is the Tuesday, March 15th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action for tonight, so settle in, and we'll set you up in about 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Tyler and Aaron Dolan with you on this Tuesday morn afternoon. Coming off pretty successful Monday of best bets on daily wager undefeated. Let's go. We're kind of hot right now, Aaron. So uh, hopefully we haven't jinxed anything, knocking on some wood (laughs) uh, here at the crib, but uh, hopefully we can keep it going. Obviously Tuesday marks the official start of the NCAA tournament. We do have a couple of play in Mm -hmm. games that we can discuss, but I do want to start in the association. It's a light card, just four games. The first tipping off, at uh, seven ten Eastern, actually, we have two tipping off at seven ten Eastern. But the first one I discuss, I want to discuss. Pardon me, is the Brooklyn Nets visiting mm-hmm. the Orlando Magic? Since the game is on the road down in Florida, Kyrie can play for the Nets. We know KD's coming off a of fifty piece uh yep. and the nets are laying 10 and a half on the road with a total of 232 anything you like in this one
1: well of course the main point of this game is that they're on the road Kyrie Irving is able to play in this one so I did like over his points prop it was at 24 and a half on some of the books it's already been up to 25 and a half and I tweeted this out I believe at like 8 30 a.m eastern this morning so in the last 15 games the Magic's offensive rating ranks 29th but their defense is actually pretty good in the last 15 games they rank fifth but at the same time you're talking about a team with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on the on the team, and they're two very incredible players. And KD just went off in the last game, and I kind of feel like now Kyrie will take over the reins and try to, you know, get things going just to help his teammate, of course. So I wouldn't be surprised again if this number goes up just maybe half a point or so more, just because I think this will be a popular bet tonight. But in that first game, yeah, I'm looking at a player prop for that for sure.
0: Uh, total of two thirty two interests me. It uh, is a little high. You'd think the Brooklyn Nets are there, and they have Kyrie, so offense should not be an issue. You think of Orlando as a team that's not very good, and they aren't. But defensively, over the last 10 games, Orlando has the third-best defensive rating in the NBA, and they don't play particularly fast. Um, so I think 232 is a little high. Obviously, I'm worried about the, magi- or the uh, Nets just scoring 130 you know, 30 points on their own because they have KD and Kyrie. But, again, yep. they're not playing – Wildly fast basketball. Eight of the last nine Orlando games have come under the total of 232. So I think this is a little inflated with Brooklyn being involved. We just think scoring is going to happen because they're so gifted offensively. But quiet is kept over the last 10 games. Again, Orlando has the third best defensive rating in the NBA. It's right there with the likes of like, you know, Phoenix and Dallas. So I'll look at that trend and say 232 was a little high thinking, you know, the, 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 the Nets win this game, maybe like one, mm-hmm. 115 to uh, 102, something like that. So it comes in under the total a little bit, but not my mm-hmm. favorite play, but just a trend I noticed with Yeah, the um, slate's Orlando. not great today. No, I mean, with four games and none of them are really like great, like we saw last night with Denver and your Philadelphia 76ers. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Um, oh, that's but, all right.
1: Uh, it's, I expected Denver to win. <laughs> because the Sixers always lose it at home. That's why I don't go to the home games anymore.
0: <laughs> you're, you're bad luck when you go to the home games,
1: huh?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, it was a good game, at least a fun battle between Jokic and Embiid. Uh, yeah. I don't know how fun this one will be. Memphis and Indiana with Memphis favored by seven on the road against a Pacers yeah. team that's kind of, uh, you know, hunted on the season, if you want to call it that, with the deal. They Mm -hmm. traded DeMonte Sabonis for Tyrese Halbert. Total of 235. Ja Morant, his status up in the air for this game. Uh, He's dealing with an injury, Uh, but I will for the sake of Doug Kazarian point out that he is going to take the Memphis team total over in the first quarter. I don't Mm -hmm. have the notes from Doug. He'll be able to further explain this on today's daily wager so make sure you turn in tune in espn two, 6 p.m eastern 3 p.m pacific but i think something like 14 of the last 15 first quarter team totals have gone over for memphis wow. um and they don't lose much when ja morant is off the floor tyus jones is one of the best backup point guards in the nba they're such a deep team they can rely mm-hmm. on dylan brooks desmond bain jaron jackson Yeah, he's back uh, yeah, they, they have guys who can score. So I know Doug is probably going to play that as his best bet today in Daily wagers. so I thought I'd mention it for him uh, on today's podcast. I might play Memphis in the first quarter, uh, minus two and a half against an mm-hmm. Indiana team that plays fast but doesn't play much defense. Anything worth mentioning for you in this game?
1: I mean, considering we're you know speaking about the Memphis Grizzlies covering, they're great in the first half, A and two ATS on the road, and in general in the last ten games, the one thing that you can ride for Memphis is that first half spread. They just start out so quick. I do not like this spread in general at seven. I really would not play that. I would look towards what, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies are good at that first quarter, that first half, to kind of yeah. stay away from it. They're on a four game road trip and they just won three straight, which is great. Dylan Brooks is back in the lineup. He finished with 15 points and four assists in his debut back. So I do think he'll be able to pick up some of that slack. But for as John Moran, I mean, he's averaging 28 points, six rebounds, seven assists. So I would hate to see them struggle a little bit with him off the court. But you mentioned some good points that they actually don't as much as you would think. So, I would definitely stick to maybe that first quarter, first half for the Grizzlies. All
0: right. The other two games worth mentioning in the NBA, the Heat are laying 13 at home against the Pistons, total of 214 and a half. It's a big number. uh, And the Pistons have been kind of feisty as of late. They've been playing some decent ball uh, with Cade Cunningham. So not sure I want to lay 13 there with the Heat, though I may just isolate Detroit's team total and play that under. It's Mm -hmm. 100 and a half, which may not seem like a lot, but we know how great the heat defense is, especially since Jimmy Butler will be back. And then the other game features the Phoenix suns in new Orleans as a five and a half point road, favorite total of two twenty nine. there. I will say there Mm -hmm. is a player prop. I like there, Aaron, and that is Devin Booker over six and a half assists right now. It's plus money at plus one Oh five here in the morning. I imagine that's going to move and uh, become a, uh, a minus number there. It may even uh, jump to seven and a half. Uh, assists but bottom line is with Chris Paul out this is the new point guard for the uh, Suns he's gone over this total in six of his last seven games and he's averaged actually 8.3 assists per game in those seven mm-hmm. um so uh, right now with a plus price on a six and a half number for his assists, that is something that for me is in contention for my best bet of the day anything in those two games for you yes
1: so just wanted to quickly mention the Pistons. They're 9-0-1 against the spread in the first half. That's the best Ooh. mark in the league. Very fun uh, little stat for you there. Right now, looking at the first half spread, they're plus eight and a half against Miami. My only concern about this game is the potential that Jimmy Butler gets pulled before they play just because he has missed the last three games. He's expected to play and whatnot. Again, his player points are up, and I think it happened before um, the game. But just wanted to kind of mention that quick stat. And then also for Phoenix Pelicans, uh, Pelicans have allowed an average of 130 points during its four game losing streak. So maybe look at that Phoenix Suns team total over if you're thinking that streak's going to continue.
0: Yikes. I do like that uh, correlating with my Devin Booker play. If they're allowing all those points, that means more likely that Book is going to have his teammates converting buckets when he passes them the rock. So kind of correlates there mm-hmm. with that trend you've discovered uh, for the Pelicans defense being doo doo. All right. Finally, we'll wrap up in the NCAA tournament. We do have our first two play in games. Of the night, the first one is a 12 seed playing game featuring Wyoming and Indiana. It's actually the second game of the night, but the first one we're going to discuss. Um, Wyoming uh, playing Indiana, a 12 seed playing with Indiana favored by four, total of 132 and a half. Anything worth mentioning that you uh, discovered when uh, studying for that game?
1: Yeah, I like Indiana, uh, lay the four with them. I know that's probably not going to be a popular play just because I feel like come March Madness, when people don't really know about teams, they just go with the underdog blindly. Um, But Indiana's four now against the spread, their last four overall and last four at neutral sites. They just had back to back wins over Michigan and Illinois in the Big Ten tournament before they lost to Iowa, who then went on to win. So I wouldn't consider that a terrible loss. And that was on a last shot type situation, but Indiana's defense, I think will be vital here and really shut down Wyoming. And I mean, Wyoming's not a terrible team and whatnot, because obviously they're playing in this, but they've only covered four of the last 10 games. So I'm going to lay the four with Indiana.
0: So uh, you kind of just gave, gave me my handicapping. I'm going to take the points of Wyoming. Uh, Don't know much about how these two teams would interact. Uh, Ken Palm has it uh, closer to uh, Indiana lane, two points that should be the uh, expected spread, not the four points there. Um, but so I, I think there's a little bit of value on Wyoming. I do know they have a couple of really good players. Hunter Maldonado is a unique like six foot seven, six foot eight point guard who likes to operate in the post and he can be kind mm-hmm. of a matchup nightmare. And then they do have a big named Graham. Ike or Graham Ike, Ike. I don't know how to pronounce that, uh, but he's also a guy who can go out there and give you 20 points on any given night. So they have two guys that can go for 20 on any given night. I like that. Um, and I like the, the four points I'm getting in my pocket there, but again, don't know much, uh, but about these two teams and how they would interact with one another. So like you said, I'm just kind of taking the points in my pocket there uh, with Wyoming. The final Game, or I should say, the final game we're going to discuss. The first game we will see, uh, which uh, tips off at 6:40 p.m. Uh, Eastern, 3:40 p.m. Pacific, is a 16 seed play-in game. It is Texas A&M Corpus Christi versus Texas Southern, and Texas Southern is favored by three and a half with a total of 136. Any you notes know worth sharing on this matchup?
1: Yes. I'm going with the dog in this one. A lot of times when I'm researching for these games in March Madness, I'm looking at defense and I'm looking at momentum and obviously some of the trends that are applicable of how they've been, you know, trending lately. I'm not looking at trends in the last five, 10, 20 years, things like that. But for Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, 10 and three against the spread the last 13 games as a dog, seven and one straight up and against the spread in their last eight games. Their defense is better and they have momentum coming into this game, of course. The Islanders are also seven and one at neutral sites straight up. So I think they kind of had this combo of defense, how they play um, away from home, obviously, and then just some of the trends that support them as a dog. So I would like to take the three and a half with them.
0: All right, this is a game where I am going to lay it with the uh, favorite. I'll take Texas. I know. We're, and-
1: we're going to. <laughs> Against each other here. It's okay. A couple of,
0: these are tough a couple ones. Of, yeah, right. A couple of friendly wine bets between your boy, Tyler, yeah. and your girl, Erin, here. Uh, again, don't know much about these teams, but I did notice that Texas Southern, um, they played – an outrageous non-conference schedule they they didn't win many of those games, but I think they may be a little bit better prepared for an NCAA tournament playing game. They have been here before with this group of kids and they played in their non-conference Oregon, St. Mary's, NC State, BYU, Louisiana Tech, Air Force, Washington, and Florida. They actually beat Florida and out-rebounded them by like 20 in that game. So I think Texas Southern, based on the fact that they played a bunch of big boy programs before getting into their conference schedule, is maybe a little bit better prepared and steeled for this game. Mm -hmm. So I will lay the three and a half with Texas Southern there. And all I really am doing is relying on the fact that uh, they played, I think it was Ken Palm's ninth or 10th hardest non-conference schedule Mm. and uh, thinking that got them ready. So that'll do it for the Tuesday edition of the daily wager podcast. A little bit more than the 10 minutes of bets you need as promised for today on the hardwood exclusively NBA four games, NCAA play in two games. Good luck to all of you tonight in your gambling endeavors, please. uh, After you have enjoyed this uh, podcast here, Rate, review, subscribe, and follow if you haven't already done so. That helps us out tremendously. And we'll see you tonight on ESPN2, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific for further information and analysis for what we can have on the betting board today. So please tune into that on ESPN2 tonight. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on the Daily Wager Podcast.